you know what being a Cowboys fan is like? I wouldn't know because I've always had a hatred for the Cowboys. So being a Cowboys fan is like being a Tennessee basketball fan. <laughs> and say, like, oh yeah, really good all season long, and we can win the division and get a top wild card or whatever. But if you don't make it to the deep into the playoffs. <laughs> We're mad now. Like, it's like, that's the thing you have to do at this point. Like, we're done with everything. We're just like Tennessee basketball fans at that point, you know? So that's, that's the reality of it. It's like, y'all need to go, go to the end. Y'all need to go to a conference champion. That's what it's like being a Cowboys fan. Like, I was like, yay, we beat the Eagles this weekend. But I was like, it's not going to matter if we don't, you know, win two. If you don't do something with it, yeah. Two playoff games. That's what I'm asking for. I'm not even asking for a Super Bowl right now. Two playoff games. Win two playoff games. You can do that. I'm completely satisfied with the season. Like, at least show me that you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Like, because I'm so mad at Jerry Jones, it's getting (laughs) ridiculous. So, you know, so like my, 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 my irritation with Jerry Jones is much like the folks in Knoxville who are very, very irritated with Rick Barnes on a daily basis. So, you know, that's um, that's my thought process. And that's how we're going to start this podcast. This is the Hoop Southbound podcast. My name is David. Hey, guys, it's Maddie. And this is our conference preview bonus episode. Um, so earlier, um, about two weeks ago, right, Maddie? I think we did this. Uh, we had a yeah. little contest um, in which that we asked fans to retweet the tweet. Uh, get followers and post a gif in the comment section and there were three fan bases who retweeted us and we know that they got us followers um but no one put a gif in the comment section so just looking very hard on the fans who did this it was i don't want to punish anybody for not you know following instruction because they did us a good service by getting us you know, more followers and more people interested in basketball. But the fan bases that did the best, uh, the closest to following the instructions, were Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mizzou. Um, Very surprised by the Mizzou result. But that was a contest that we held. So this is our conference preview episode. We're going to do a little bit of a look at the SEC as a whole, and then we're going to jump in and take a harder look at those teams. So, Maddie, what we talked about at the beginning is there's kind of a tier right now to the SEC. Um, and there's a couple of different ways to look at it, in my opinion. Um, but I think no matter how you separate these teams mentally this year, what we've seen so far this season is this is what we have. We have category one, which is the elite team category. Mm-hmm. And then we have a middle tier of teams that either have first year coaches that are doing a strong job or underperforming veteran coaches. And then tier three is a lower tier of hot seat coaches and teams with a first year coach trying to figure things out. Now, my biggest question is how wide those tier, those lower tiers are two and three and how far they are from each other. But I, I think the top is the top. And then there's everybody else. Yeah. Except then there's Kentucky and Auburn, which are kind of the in-between one and two. And they're probably best defined as those two with the chance to become ones. Now, what are your thoughts on that? But, you know, my process going into that was a little bit different. And I, I went ahead and split, um, you know, my tiers of the SEC into four separate because there's such a wide net in between, like you said, that two and three level gap. Um, so I had, you know, our top tier. Um, with Arkansas, Alabama, and Tennessee. 
Um, the second tier, which I felt like was properly named the could bees. Um, could bees is fair. <laughs> Kentucky, Auburn, and Mississippi State. And then our program builders, which is like my third tier of Mizzou, LSU, Florida, and UGA. And then our bottom tier, which just basically not performing right now is Vandy, South Carolina, and Texas A&M. Yeah, so I got like Georgia mentally as like my top of tier three. And it's because I just have a lot of questions about Georgia. They just haven't won a ton of uh, P7 matchups. They kept coming close and close and close, and they finally got it over Notre Dame. Um, And then they turned around and had a bad game against Chattanooga, but still managed to win that one. So it's like with Georgia, like, I'm kind of like, y'all seem like tier three to me, but you're doing a really good job down there. Like, you know, I, I... that's why it was very like nice in the fact that like if I'm going to include Georgia in my tier three, it's going to be like coaches that are like building first year or trying to build something, and then there's flaming hot garbage. Um, and that's that's that to me is like the whole thing down here. Like tier three that I've got is Texas A&M. Obviously, Buzz Williams is on the hot seat. If they give him another year in Texas A&M, it would literally be just because, look, you've done this before. We trust the fact that we're going to give you one more year to do it. Like, that'll be the thought process. But, like, who knows? And maybe they're saving money for Jimbo Fisher's uh, firing because that's going to also occur. I don't think you can fire two coaches in the same year. Um, But Buzz Williams is on the hot seat of Texas A&M. And then you've got Vanderbilt. We know what's going on with Jerry Stackhouse. It, like they gave him an extension, but like we're going to see how much that extension is actually worth in the mind of Vanderbilt fans, as how much longer they want him to be around. Uh, and then Kermit Davis and Ole Miss, like Ole Miss to me was a tier two team, and then like they showed us who they were against North Alabama. And I know like teams lose bad games all the time, but like Ole Miss just. I thought I knew who they were at the beginning of the year, and that North Alabama game. Yes, this might be a little bit of bias, but like. That kind of confirmed to me, it's like, yeah, they're not as good as their record is indicating. And then I got Georgia and South Carolina down there. And obviously, we know what's going on with them. We have two first-year coaches who are in two very different places. Mike White is doing very well. Um, But, you know, Lamont Paris doesn't have exactly what he wants right now in South Carolina. And then for that, yeah. And then for my elite teams, I have Arkansas, Alabama, and Tennessee. Like, to me, like, those three have separated themselves from the bunch. Like, they, those three have everything that you you're looking for they have quad one wins alabama has some very good quad one wins and they don't have any bad losses tennessee has a rough loss to colorado but they look very very good they're very experienced and they have a bunch of good wins and then arkansas has some good wins and the only real question we have is that creighton game which if you watch that game you know what happened in it and so like my impression of arkansas is kind of like okay that was just a weird game and i think creighton is going through something right now and i think they're going to be better as the season goes on, but that's kind of how I'm viewing things right now. And then Kentucky and Auburn just put question marks by them. So let's talk about Kentucky a little bit. Uh, Kentucky comes into conference play a five seed in Joe Lenardi's latest bracket. Um, what 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 haven't we said about Kentucky at this point? They they have problems on offense. Cal is getting pressure from the fan base. They have some really good players that aren't performing as well as fans would like them to. Uh, we've talked about Kentucky a lot this season. As you'd expect, this is an SEC basketball podcast. We're we're going to talk about Kentucky, but like, w- what haven't we talked to them about at this point with this team? Yeah, I think you know, looking at Kentucky, they are nowhere near where everyone expected them to be at this point in the season. No, you know, credit to the fact that they've had a pretty rough non-conference schedule, while the rest of the SEC is not so much had cupcake games, but 
their schedule has definitely been easier um, than Kentucky's, you know, going into conference play. And I think really that that is going to be their only, um, you know, asterisk going into the season. You know, they've played these top tier teams and now that they're going to go in, they have more experience playing harder games than a lot of the other SEC schools at this point. That's a very fair point is that they have a ton of experience playing those tough games. Unfortunately, they just haven't won many of them. And Michigan is now a quad two win. And they were hoping for better results out of that game. Um, So that's that's kind of where they're at with it. Now, let's let's look at their schedule just just a little bit here. Cat start conference play favored in three of their first four games in in the SEC. Um, Kentucky's first real test of the season, though, will be against Alabama on January Seventh. Now, this is this is a, a list of a couple of the games to kind of look at here. Um, Kentucky faces Alabama and Tuscaloosa. They play Tennessee twice. They play Arkansas twice, and they play Mississippi State and Starkville. That's uh, that's not an easy ask for some of the better teams in the conference that you're going to have to play. So that's that's definitely a list of games that, like, yes, these are great opportunities to get some Q1 wins that they desperately, desperately need, but like it's it's kind of like this is a mountain to climb don't you think yeah i think so um you know as we were looking at these um conference previews for these teams in particular i went through looked at the schedule and i predicted kentucky's gonna have somewhere to from 16 to 18 wins going into the tournament on the season mainly because you look at their schedule kansas is going to be a tough game if they don't get their act together like you said, they have to play Arkansas and Tennessee twice, and then you're going to have to leave some room for some upsets. Yeah, and I, I think Tennessee and Arkansas, they'll probably split those series with those teams, um, probably win the home game. But, like, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do. And going into Coleman is not going to be easy this yeah. year. There's a lot of talent on that Alabama team, and if results hold for what they are, like, I, I think Alabama's offense is a lot better than Kentucky's offense right now. So, like, mm-hmm. that's that's going to be of concern. Now, Kentucky is favored in 13 of its conference games by ESPN. If that held, that would put them at 13-4 and four for, uh, for conference play. And that would likely give them a good enough for the top four in the SEC this year. I, I think 15-2 and two might be what it takes to win this year, but they, there might be enough parity in this league to where that brings that number down. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think it's gonna be a a fight for the top. Um, when you look at you know some of the top contending teams in the SEC with Alabama and Arkansas, kind of proving early that they're here to win and they're here to stay at the top. Um, and then you kind of look at Tennessee and Kentucky, um, trying to bounce back and reclaim some of the top spots. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about Arkansas. Now, this Razorback team, obviously, we know who they are. Um, they got Ricky Council, who's an amazing scorer. They've got some really, really good depth on this team, all the way down top to bottom, between Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, you're talking about Jalen Graham. Uh, you're talking about Joseph Pinion, who's really stepped up in the UNC Asheville game. It's It's a very, 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 very deep team. We talked about it in the last episode. A healthy Arkansas has no ceiling on their season. They could win the national championship. They could do it. I don't think that's where they're necessarily going to end up. I think this is a Elite Eight team with the potential of making the Final Four. Um, but 
they there there's there's a lot of good things going for Arkansas, but injuries have just flat out plagued this team. So the depth is going to have to help out. But the things that they do have, they have the coach, they have the depth, and they are likely going to have a top 16 seed when it comes tournament time. And that's going to give you the best path to make the sweet 16 and do all the work from there. So I, I like what Arkansas has, but we all know the question is the depth versus what you're losing out of these injuries with Nick Smith and Trey and uh, Trevin Brazil. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, that's, I feel like that's everybody's big question right now um, going into conference play. I think we're going to learn a lot about this team with the LSU game tomorrow and then the Mizzou game next week. Um, thankfully, Mizzou is at home. Or I think, you know, Arkansas might struggle with that game, especially if Nick Smith is still out. Going through and looking at their schedule for the rest of the season, depending on, you know, what happens with Nick Smith, since it's still so kind of up in the air, um, I have Arkansas coming away with 22 to 24 wins, depending um, I, I see some possible upsets in there. Um, I think that Baylor game is going to be a close one for sure. Um, and it's in Waco. And, yeah. And I think they're going to split the difference in the Alabama and Kentucky games. Um, and then uh, as always leave room for some upsets. Yeah. You know, you look at the schedule for Arkansas, that there's some stuff that's going to help them like through this early part, we don't know who necessarily LSU is and we don't necessarily know who Mizzou is. Those are two questions that we have for those teams. Um, But like, I do think Arkansas is better than both of them. So you could easily win both these games. I think that's very possible. And then you're talking about immediately after that, like two of the first three games for Arkansas and SEC player on the road. You got to go to Baton Rouge and then you got to go to Auburn. And Auburn's going to be difficult. Like, I know Arkansas, if you put that game on a neutral court, Arkansas beats them by 15. Like, yeah. personally, I think that's this is the difference between the two. But in Auburn, that's a different story. Um, and it just, it's always the case, like, with road games. Um, like, Auburn's might be just plain out difficult. They might be, this might be the most difficult game that Arkansas has on the road in the early part of the season uh, or the early part of conference play because, like, you look after that, You've got Alabama at home. Then you go to on the road to Vanderbilt. Then you go on back to Com- then you play Mizzou again in Como, and then you're back home against Ole Miss and LSU. You don't face another tough road test until the Big Twelve SEC Challenge with Baylor. So, like, while that that Auburn game to me is the key to looking where Arkansas is going to be at uh, position wise. So, I think that's a very very important game on January seventh because, like, I favor the Hogs in Bud Walton against no matter who they play. Like, yeah. I don't care that Alabama is coming to Bud Walton. Bud Walton is worth f- seven points. Like, you know, that, that's the difference right there in that one. There's not another home field. There's not another home court that I can think of in the SEC besides maybe Tennessee that's in that erupt, that's in that area of just this is an environment from hell. Um, like, I, I know that Tiger fans love the jungle and it's gotten better over the years. And so like, that's going to be a hard environment for Arkansas to win with. But like when they play Alabama, I favor the hogs no matter what. Uh, so yeah. like the game in Auburn to me is the most important game in January. Like you said, home court advantage is really going to be a strategic move for Auburn. Um, like we talked about in our previous episode from this week, Auburn's small, like their, their arena is very small. And so you take that and you've got, Loud fans, knowing my experience with Auburn fans, slightly hateful fans. 
you know, yelling at you during those games. Um, that that could be a rough, rough game for Arkansas. Yeah, I, I've I've experienced yeah. Auburn Tiger fans and um they're from a different planet, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, then we look into February. Um, you're talking you kick things off against South Carolina. Um, then you're talking about a road trip out to Lexington to face Kentucky. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I think the Arkansas Kentucky series is probably going to get split. Now that depends if where Kentucky is going to be at at this time. But by February 7th, if Cal doesn't have this Kentucky team together, they're going to hit the emergency alert button. But one of the things I do think is interesting that we do need to note is that Kentucky and Arkansas, both Cal and Muss have wins at the other's building mm-hmm. during their tenures of facing each other. Muss currently has outperformed Cal. So like, I don't think that it's an impossibility for Arkansas to go under up and get a win there. It's very possible. Um, and so like, I, I do think that's going to be a very interesting matchup on February 7th, because if you're talking about a team that could disrupt Rupp, like I, I do definitely like the chances that Arkansas has in the game. Now, later on in the schedule, let's talk about February 25th and 20, February 28th for Arkansas in Tuscaloosa and Knoxville. That's not going to be easy, and that might be the roughest stretch of games for Arkansas. Um, it's a good thing they have Georgia beforehand, but like that's actually – like let's look at that whole three-game series in Tuscaloosa, in Knoxville, come home to play Kentucky. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, a gas guzzler, if you will, for Arkansas. Um mm-hmm. That's just an exhausting stretch of games um, and, you know, to end conference play with that and then try and rest up to go into the SEC tournament, hopefully the NCAA tournament. It's going to be rough. Yeah, uh, a major seed is going to be decided right in those three games. Um, Like between that, I think the SEC like this stretch of games right there between February 25th and March 4th are going to be the games that determines where Arkansas is going to end up in the NCAA tournament. And then number two, who's going to win the SEC? Like those games right there. That's what's going to matter. Um, And that's partially why I favor Tennessee um, when we get to our predictions section is that you're talking about Arkansas, a young Arkansas team having to go on the road in Nashville. Or not Nashville, but Knoxville. Um, So like, yeah, that's going to be, that's not an easy ask at all on a weekday game. Yeah. Can we uh, just talk about the fact for a second, I have the schedule up looking at it right now. Um, so you've got Saturday, February 25th against Alabama. ESPN has a little thing out to the side. Tickets as low as $47. Really? Tuesday, February 28th um, at Tennessee. Tickets as low as $18. And then you come back to Bud Walton Saturday, March 4th against Kentucky. Tickets as low as $176. Maddie, do you want to skip school and put in a little vacation time? We'll make a trip out to Knoxville. <laughs> Like, you know, I, I can afford some $18 tickets. Like that sounds, uh, that sounds good to me. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll go watch that one. Absolutely. Uh, let's, let's put that one together. Um, yeah. That'll, I got some PTO. I got some, got some PTO. I, I could skip some class. Like that's fine. I'll figure it out. I'm sure the midterms won't be going on yet at that point. So um, yeah, <laughs> that'll, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, let's, let's work that one out and let's make a trip to Knoxville. Um, yeah, no, d- devastating. Yeah, those ticket prices are going to go up as time goes on. But yeah, you definitely know that Arkansas and Kentucky is always going to be a big spender. You're talking nosebleeds, 200 yeah, bucks. Yeah. That fa- just tells me, you know, Bud Walton is going to be rocking and Kentucky better come ready for that game. Yeah, we remember what it was like last year. That was 
again, Bud Walton's worth seven points. Like, let's <laughs> let's be real. All right, let's jump into the other team that we're taking our uh, hard look at this season. Mizzou comes into conference play, a 12 seed, according to Joe Lenardi in his latest bracket. Uh, so far this season, Mizzou has won games they're supposed to win. Let's just call it what it is. But they look terrible against Kansas. Mm-hmm. But then they turned it around and beat the pants off of Illinois that no one expected them to win that game. Um, so, like, yeah, this Mizzou team may not be great, but they have the ability to upset teams. Uh, so that, I think that's one of the things to definitely keep in mind. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, just looking at their their previous games, um, barely coming away with the win against UCF. Same situation with Wichita State, USI, and then getting dominated by Kansas Tells me they aren't um, at the same caliber of teams that we've predicted, you know, kind of in the top five. But showing up against Illinois really makes me question how the rest of their SEC schedule is going to play out. Absolutely. Um, So just looking at it, Mizzou averaging 88.8 points a game right now, uh, and they allow 74.7. So teams score against them. But do you have any guess on where Mizzou shoots, like what its field goal percentage is? On the season. Average on the season? Yep. 48. 51.3. I was going to say 50, but I felt like that was... Yeah, they they average over half their baskets being made. And you know why? Because they move the ball extremely well and they find the highest percentage shot they possibly can. Dennis Gates is a good coach. And so, like, that's going to give them the ability to upset some teams through the course of of conference play. Like, that's, that's that's how it's going to pan out. Um... Mizzou has got guys like Hodge, um, Brown, and um, Nick Honor who can shoot the three ball, pass the ball, and rebound the ball. They can do all three things well. They're not exactly a big team that has the capability of getting a ton of rebounds, but they play extremely proficient. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I do like Mizzou's chances to upset some teams, and I think this is a team that could very likely go above 500 for sec play and that might be enough to get them into the s or into the ncaa tournament yeah you know looking at their schedule i predicted them right up there with kentucky on 16 to 18 wins um for the season in total that that probably would have been different if we had this conversation last week but after that game against illinois and the what they call the the bragging rights the bragging rights uh, game yeah you know, would have been completely different, I think, if we would have talked about it last week. But that's maybe up their stock a little bit. And I think they're going to be sitting around the same, I don't want to say the same level as Kentucky, uh, just based on the wins that they do have. But I think they're going to have a uh, similar win-loss record. Yeah, definitely. Definitely so. Um, as I said earlier uh, in this podcast, before I jump into the Mizzou schedule, let's, you know, as I said in the other episode, what I do find interesting about this Mizzou team is that this Mizzou team reminds me a lot of Eric Musselman's first year in Arkansas. Um, Mizzou didn't play the toughest non-conference schedule imaginable, but they did well. They they did well, and they upset a team that they weren't supposed to beat. Arkansas did that against Indiana under Musselman, and this Mizzou team absolutely spanked Illinois. Um, so like, that's, that's one of those things that like, that was very similar. Um, but what happened to that Arkansas team 
that year. Now, we don't know how the story ended because COVID happened, but you had through the course of conference play, Arkansas being shown who they were. And it was because they were playing against teams that were familiar with them. They were having to go in the tough road environments. And then they were having to, you know, just adjust to a system throughout the course of the year under Musselman and try to figure out how to apply that against the opponents they were playing. And they just weren't built yet for that team. There was talent lacking outside of Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe, and maybe Reggie Cheney. Um, who do you, who can you remember on that Arkansas team that were extremely good from that 19 to 2020 team, you know, yeah. and that's where I think Mizzou is like we have, there's guys that are capable of playing very good basketball, for this Mizzou team. But I think when we get into conference play, they're going to have to go into these tough road environments. They're going to have to go play against very, very talented teams. And I think that's where we're going to see them start stepping back a little bit, but not necessarily out of the picture. Like just like that Arkansas team, that Arkansas team was playing on the bubble for a large portion of it all the way into February. And where people were saying, I think they just got to win two games in the SEC tournament. And then, COVID-19 happened. Um, but like that's the exact same situation I feel like Mizzou is kind of finding themselves in. Um yeah, and- like I know um what I'm about to say is a very duh statement, but I think the first uh three games on their schedule is gonna be very telling. And you know, I say that because we're gonna see them play this Kentucky team that's questionable, and then we're gonna see this Arkansas team that's hot, and then we're gonna see them play against Bandy. Yeah, very interesting Which setup there. Randy should be a given win. Should be. It's at home. It's should in be. Como. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Kentucky, like we said, they're kind of a cusp team right now, but they're going, like you said, to Como. So I think how they play against Kentucky and then I don't want to say how they play against Arkansas, but how much they lose to Arkansas by how, what, <laughs> what kind of fight that they put up. And then that game against Vandy is going to tell us everything that we need to know about Mizzou going forward this season. Yeah, no, for sure. Kentucky and Arkansas. Very interesting games. Those are home and away for mm-hmm. Mizzou. That first game against Kentucky, it, let, let's okay, let's just call it this way. Mizzou could go 0-2 to open conference play. But then I think the, we start having a real conversation about Mizzou because the next three games before they have to face Arkansas again are Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, and Florida. Now, all three of those teams are teams that were like Mizzou should beat two of them. And we should see a very interesting game when they go to Gainesville. And that my thought process there is that if they win all three of those games, they're three and two now in conference play before facing a very tough two game stretch after that. But like there, it's going to tell us where they actually are in the conference because like Vandy should be a win. Texas A&M should be a win. Then in Florida, if you want to show that you're the better team, Florida is an important game. Florida is a team that like you should outperform on the 14th. And uh, yeah, it, it just going to Gainesville is a tough environment. But like those three games are going to tell us something about where they are in the middle tier if they do happen to go 0-2. Outside of those games, there's some games coming February that I think Mizzou better be ready for, might be the best way to put it. They have to go to Starkville to play Mississippi State. They have to go to Knoxville to play Tennessee. And they have to go to Auburn to play Auburn. Yeah, those aren't going to be easy asks. Yeah, I think I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point. But I feel like that first game against Kentucky is is going to be a lot for Mizzou. Because 
But, you know, I, I tweeted out earlier this week a poll just to see um, what our followers thought the biggest upset of the beginning were going to be. And, you know, someone said, well, what about Mizzou and Kentucky? I said, well, I mean, if you look at it, that's not really going to be as big of an upset anymore. Because no. Mizzou's coming off of this win against Illinois. Kentucky's had a lackluster non-conference season to start. So if Mizzou comes out and takes that win at home, it's still going to be a question mark for me. So what? Um, if I'm understanding your thinking, if I'm understanding, you're thinking that Kentucky is going to be a catalyst for the season. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Is it that like it, if if it could be a catalyst for the season? If if yeah. if Mizzou can beat Kentucky, there's no telling about what Mizzou can do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I can I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. You know what? Uh. I. I and I partially agree with you. Um. I. I definitely think. I under, I definitely think that that game is very very intriguing. Now, when they come to Arkansas, that's going to be their first real road test of the year. Um, Wichita State's got nothing on what Arkansas is going to have in Bud Walton. Um, that's that's going to be a very very tough environment, and there's people who are going to come to that game. Yeah, there's always 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 intriguing. Um, but yeah, yeah, Bud Walton on a Wednesday night. We'll see, you know, sometimes people don't show up, but you, you're coming in there with a good record. Fans are going to show up against a good, when Arkansas plays as a good team. So that place is going to be rocking. So we'll see how Mizzou reacts to that building. Um, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. What might be more interesting is the game between Arkansas on January 18th, that January 18th game in Columbia. That might be a chance that Mizzou tries to steal quad one victory against a very, very good Arkansas team. So we'll see how that goes. And like I said, Arkansas, very young. There's going to be a game that Arkansas plays that you're going to raise your eyebrow and go, how did they lose that? So that might be it. That might be it. it. You're talking about a team that can shoot 60% from three at any given night, apparently. And that's a big factor when Mizzou beats teams is how they shoot from three. So Mizzou gets out. As an Arkansas fan, we don't call them the heartbreak hogs for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the expression is "hogs gonna hog." Um, like, yeah, you don't want that to happen, but that could be it. They're like, that's yeah. the one to circle. It's like, if you're interested in when the when the hog bad game's going to be, uh, maybe look at January 18th. Like that one, that one could definitely be it. And then as soon as they get done with that one, they got to play Alabama and Columbia right after that. So one of those two, those are two teams that have a lot of talented freshmen, and freshmen do dumb things sometimes like turn the ball over in, the, in a bad crucial possession you know so look at those two on january 21st and january 18th could be hey, a very... that arkansas game at mizzou espn says tickets as low as 11 dollars. so yeah, yeah look at that i'm telling you I'm telling you arkansas cheaper than going are... to Bud Walton. <laughs> yeah arkansas ticket prices are ridiculous like I, yeah. I don't understand why they're not like everywhere else in the sec but like yeah they're just gotten stupid because we don't have any close other like teams to watch yeah but like that, that's they don't have professional basketball in missouri like you know but their yeah, team's I, good. yeah i mean like, i'm just saying like it, it's there's other reasons for it like you know there, there's i'm telling you it's fans jacking prices up because people are yeah. really hyped up and watch next year's team will also be a team with the chance to make the final four and ticket prices will be lower next year like just just because 
Like, All right, Mizzou fans, here is your game to travel to Texas A&M. Tickets as low as $2. Oh, you want to get into the ticket prices of Texas A&M. <laughs> that, is, that is a fun, 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 fun deal. Uh, that, look, we can get into that another time, but like, oh my gosh. like they're... At Ole Miss is also $2. So, I mean, y'all could get away with some cheap games this season if you want to travel. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't know. The apathy that fans have in College Station right now for sports in general, like it's it's not good. Um, I know that I had we had a Texas A&M fan interact with us on Twitter and they were like, I'm, I'm just praying the baseball season goes fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> OK, man, Wait, I'm, I'm going to pray for you <laughs> as the saying goes. Uh, I hope I hope all goes well. <laughs> Um, You're on that South Carolina playlist with the Hello Darkness, my old friend song. Oh, everything's going bad in College Station. It can't get much worse at this point. All right, let's talk about our predictions for conference play this season. Let's talk about who we think. Let's start at the bottom. Who's going to finish last in the conference? Vanderbilt or South Carolina? Okay, so I I did not arrange mine in the same format. I didn't arrange mine at all. I'm making this up as we go. I kind of went through tears. Um, let's say Vandy. I think Vandy's gonna Vandy in the bottom. Vandy's at fourteen. Yep. Okay. Um, I, that's reasonable. Um, I think South Carolina, but like okay. at the end of the day, like I think it's a toss up. But I, I I like Jerry Stackhouse as a coach. I don't like his roster apparently, and I don't like how things are going right now. But like Lamont Paris is his only year one with his team. There's there's a you know he hasn't gone through an SEC schedule yet. So, like, in my thought pattern, like, I, I kind of favor Vandy over South Carolina. But right now, like, I, either one's fine. Like, I, I think either one of those, neither one's a wrong pick. Um, that is that is the epitome of flaming hot garbage um, that it is. And like I said, those are two teams that also seem to be headed in two different directions. Uh, South Carolina is hoping to move up in the world, and Vandy is consistently falling backwards. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if Lamont Paris can pick up some – some winning points for recruits and things like that along the way. I think performing well in games and picking up upsets on the way is a winning season for Lamont Paris. Yep. I mean, I have them at 13. um, So I agree with that. I think, you know, Gigi Jackson's going to give them a little bit more leverage um, than anybody on Vandy's roster for them. So, you know, that was my, my reasoning there. Okay. Who are the top five teams that you have in the SEC? Like, who do you think your top five teams are going to be? Uh, currently, we have Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Mississippi State. Yeah, is that the five? Okay. <clears throat> yep. So, like, I'm I'm thinking right now, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, and then I'm going to say it's going to be – this is just such a weird question, you know, hard question <laughs> – Cause like, I think there's going to, I'm not going to say Mississippi state, but like, I really don't want to pick Auburn, you know, give me a surprise. And I'm going to say LSU ends up in the top five. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go there just because like, I think there's enough experience with players who have played for, for Matt there um, while they were at 
Murray State that they're going to have a little bit of repertoire. You know, they're going to have that little bit of um, connection, and where we'll figure out how to get through this season and be effective. Um, no, I don't necessarily think they'll be in the race, but they may be in the top five. So I think that's interesting. Okay, who do you have to win the SEC at this point? Win the SEC? Are we talking SEC like regular season, not the tournament? Regular season, not the tournament. Arkansas, I think. You got Arkansas. I got Arkansas. Oh, Natty, your Homer, your Homer is doing things here. It's so that that back half, the, the last three games of the season for Arkansas are just awful. Like I, you couldn't ask for a worse three games for Arkansas. And again, I think this team is young, and mm-hmm. so young teams have a tendency to lose games that they shouldn't lose. Now, that doesn't mean they won't win a national championship or make the Final Four or the Elite Eight or something like that. That's not what it is. My thought process is that Arkansas is good enough to do those things, and they have the talent to win the SEC. But I think what the defining factor is going to be is that we're going to run in, you know, how do I put this? Senior Experience matters. Yeah. And I think Tennessee is the team that I like to win the SEC right now. Um, in traditional Rick Barnes fashion, I like them to play extremely well throughout the course of the entire season and they win the SEC. They're your SEC champion. And then they fall flat on their face in the, in March madness. Like that's, that's exactly what I think will happen. But I, I think the seniority for Tennessee will win them the SEC. Like I, I think that's what it's going to be. And then, of course they get Arkansas at home late in the season. They get Kentucky twice If they can win both of them. They can pull a tiebreaker over them if that should be necessary. So yeah, I, I and then Alabama and Arkansas are inexperienced teams. I, I do like that a lot. And so like, you know, I like Alabama and Arkansas to mess up on a game. Like that's just, that's just my thinking on it. Yeah. And so then the other factor of that is the last three, four games, last four games for Tennessee are A&M and College Station. Comfortable. South Carolina and Knoxville. If you don't beat them by 20, I don't know what you're doing. And then Arkansas and Knoxville. And then they have to go to Auburn. Auburn's good, but they're not the best SEC team. And you could win in Auburn if you're Tennessee. Defense travels. So, like, if you can if you can win in the backcourt, I, I think Tennessee has got a real chance to win that game on March 4th. So, the way that the season ends, I, I'm starting to like Tennessee a lot for your regular season champions. Um, now that said, they may win, win the sec and not be the best team in the sec because that's just how it plays out sometimes. But that's I, I've right now I'm liking Tennessee a lot. Okay. So I have Tennessee at, you know, sitting at three um, mainly because our conversations that we've had about them um, in previous podcasts, you know, we don't like Tennessee's offense. No, we don't. It's and bad. as much as, Defense wins championships. You got to have an offense to win a game. That's agreeable. So I think, um, you know, when you look at the caliber of defensive heavy teams that we have in the SEC, Tennessee's going to struggle. Um, you know, like you said, they have a pretty solid schedule their last four games, but the rest of that schedule is going to matter as well. Makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Um, I will say, though, that this is a reminder. Tennessee has the best net rating in the SEC. So that means their offense, while they love to mess things up at the wrong time, they still have an offense that's efficient 
Um, so if you play off the numbers, thinking that at the law of averages will play out, um, I, I think Tennessee's offense will do enough to complement their defense through the course of the games you should win. And then they'll pick up some games along the way against some of the more competitive games. And then let's not forget, they don't have to go to Fayetteville. They've only got to go to Rupp once. Yeah. And they've got they've got the first trip between that Kentucky series in Knoxville. And then Auburn is their next like home, you know, their their other play twice team. They still got the home game first. So like there's a potential for Tennessee to build up a big lead and then everybody have to catch up for them. Their Very first true. their first four games are against Mississippi, Mississippi State in Knoxville and then South Carolina in Columbia, Vanderbilt in Knoxville, and then Kentucky at Knoxville is game five. So, like, they could very likely be 4-0 before we even get to the, you know, they, they can win four games before we even get to the second week of SEC play or uh, January 14th. Like, I, I, that's why I like Tennessee to win this thing, is that, like, they have the better, they have a good front, then they have a good back on their schedule, and then they just got to fight through the meat. Um, and I, I, they get a lot of chances at home to do it. So like there's, there's some good things happening for Tennessee. What I think is going to be interesting for Tennessee is going to be on January 28th when they do their big 12 sec challenge um, game against Texas in Knoxville this year. So that'll be fun. Um, definitely one I'm very intrigued about on, on that. And then also February 15th, Alabama coming into Knoxville as well. So yeah, that's the other one. Alabama has yeah. to come to Knoxville. They, they get a lot Tennessee, of good Texas home games. Game. The Battle of the Ugly Oranges. Battle of the Ugly Oranges. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so. But yeah, no, they get a lot. Tennessee gets a lot of home home games that are going to help them out throughout the course of this. So I definitely like Tennessee's chances to win the regular season. Um, we'll see how the SEC tournament goes and all that stuff later. We'll do a whole episode on that. Um, and we've got more stuff planned out throughout the rest of the season. Um, we're going to have some great interviews. We got a really, really good. We're going to have a presidential debate between two big personalities in uh, Alabama and Arkansas for the Arkansas-Alabama um, game on January 11th for that week of that podcast. And then we're also going to be joining over with the 1012 uh, podcast for the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Talk to those guys. They do a uh, all-Big 12 podcast over there. So that'll be a fun conversation we have with them, comparing teams and talking through it with them a little bit. That'll be a fun combined episode. But yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to look forward to. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you listen. We love you guys for listening to us. Um, podcast should only get better from here. Right, Maddie? Yep. We're, we're getting better. We're figuring each other out. And I mean, the season's just starting. So I mean, right. This one, basketball is starting now. Like, you know, we just we got through all the good stuff, all the fun non-conference stuff. Now it's now it's time. Now it's time to put a little football away, you know, like as soon as your bowl game's over, you're committed to foot. You should be committed to basketball. The only football game you should watch after the only football games you should be watching after this are probably the uh, college football playoff. So, you know, that's it's, that. about, it's about to be like New Year's Eve. You, you tuck, tuck the kids to bed and then you then it's party time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll, she'll be back to our normal routine of releasing late Sunday night and early Monday morning when uh, our podcast next week. So talk to see you guys later. We've got so much more stuff to talk about. So next time. Yep. As David said, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Interact with us on Twitter. We're fun people sometimes. 
we're fun people sometimes. Don't talk to me about Gonzaga. Yeah, don't do that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody.